everyone. My name is Tyler Jones and I serve as communications director here at the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. Today I am joined with Erin Rice, who is the director of MCPP's legal arm, the Mississippi Justice Institute, and Andy Taggart, who is a founding partner of the law firm Taggart, Rhymes and Wiggins, and a volunteer attorney here at MJI. We're talking today about a lawsuit that Erin and Andy have just filed which seeks to protect the right to life in Mississippi. So Erin, can you start off by explaining why this lawsuit is needed since the U.S. Supreme Court has already overturned Roe v. Wade? Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. So uh, one thing that a lot of people don't really know is that in addition to the United States Constitution, every state also has its own state constitution. And uh, while state constitutions cannot eliminate rights that are provided in the U.S. Constitution, they can provide more rights than the U.S. Constitution does. And so in the Dobbs case, we all know that the U.S. Supreme Court finally overruled Roe versus Wade and, and held that the United States Constitution does not protect a right to abortion. Um, but a lot of people don't know that we actually have an opinion from the Mississippi Supreme Court here in Mississippi that says the Mississippi Constitution protects a right to an abortion, not the U.S. Constitution, but the Mississippi Constitution. And so uh, what we're doing in this lawsuit is asking the courts in Mississippi to do exactly what the United States Supreme Court did, which is to give up control over abortion policy in Mississippi by overruling that old opinion. It's called the Fordyce opinion. Awesome. So, Andy, my next question is for you. We all know that Mississippi has already enacted a law that prohibits abortion, except to save the life of the mother or in cases of rape. How does that law fit into this lawsuit? Well, it, it's an important question, uh, Tyler. And uh, in, in America, we actually have a number of sources of law. We typically think that, you know, laws either should come from Congress or from the legislature, but laws come from any number of different sources. Our two primary sources of law, though, are the legislatures and the courts. Uh, we have what's called statutory law. That's the, the law that you just referred to. In fact, Mississippi has a very strong statute now that, uh, that uh, prohibits abortion. But we also have what's called common law, court-made, judge-made law. And when the Mississippi Supreme Court uh, renders a ruling, it is the law in our state uh, in, until the court decides that it's not the law. So that's why this uh, matter really needs to be resolved because the statute now conflicts with a, a constitutional ruling of the Mississippi Supreme Court. Okay, okay. Can you tell me a little bit about um, Fordyce and what that case entails? And are you confident that the courts will overrule that opinion? Well, first of all, the, although the, the case bears the name of my former uh, boss, Governor Kirk Fordyce, uh, please don't blame him for it. He was just governor at the time and consequently he was the nominal party uh, in the name of the case at the time. But the import of the case was that the Mississippi Supreme Court essentially followed uh, Roe versus Wade and the, and the Casey case, which were the two leading U.S. Supreme Court cases uh, granting a right to an abortion until they were overruled by Dobbs. Our Supreme Court in, in the Fordyce case followed those cases. The, the court's reasoning in the Fordyce opinion was based directly on those two cases. And since uh, neither Roe nor Casey is the law in the United States anymore, we do not believe it's the law in the state of Mississippi either, and that the state Supreme Court would say so given the opportunity. Aaron, can you tell us a little bit about the client that NJI is representing? Yeah, absolutely. So we are representing 
the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or APLOG, as they're referred to. Uh, so APLOG is the largest organization of pro-life OBGYNs in the world. They've got uh, over 6,000 members here in America, and they brought this action on behalf of their members in Mississippi. And, and those members are doctors who oppose elective abortion. And what they do is they believe in uh, providing the best possible care to the pregnant woman who is their patient and also to her unborn child who is also their patient. So APLOG, why did they decide to file this lawsuit? And how does the Fordyce opinion affect APLOG's members in Mississippi? Yeah, that's a great question. It's actually a, a very interesting story. So APLOG brought this lawsuit to defend the conscience rights of its members here in Mississippi. And so uh, a lot of professional medical organizations for years now, rather than focusing on their missions of upholding medical standards, have actually sought to, uh, you know, push pro-abortion political positions. And uh, they've even worse than that, they've, they've sought to kind of get rid of the conscience rights of pro-life physicians by forcing them to either provide elective abortions or refer patients to other medical providers for elective abortions. And they've issued ethical guidelines that even state it's unethical for a physician to refuse to you know perform or uh, refer for an elective abortion and that they can potentially be punished by the government for refusing to do that. And so uh, APLOG is hoping that uh, through this lawsuit, by uh, establishing that Mississippi's elective abortion ban is constitutional, they can finally put an end to those intimidation tactics and defend the right to life here in Mississippi. Um, so Andy, if APLOG wins this case, what will it mean, practically speaking, in Mississippi? Well, um, it, Aaron gave a good overview of, of the rationale behind it, but as a practical matter, it will remove the confusion that currently exists on the point of whether the law is what the legislature says the law is in, in the statute that prohibits abortions or what the Mississippi Supreme Court said in Fordyce, which is that the state constitution provides a right to an abortion. We don't think the latter is the law in the state of Mississippi, uh, but the, because there's a conflict between the statute and the, the case, the resolution of this matter would resolve that conflict to make it clear that that uh, what the, the statute that the legislature adopted is, in fact, the law in the state of Mississippi. And Andy, you are a founding member of a successful law firm here in Mississippi and have been a longtime presence in various roles within Mississippi's government political sphere. I know you are volunteering your time to help represent APLOG in this lawsuit free of charge. Can you tell us why exactly you're doing that? Well, uh, uh, if I'm not careful, I'll get a little bit emotional. I, it's not my intention, but for all my adult life, until this year, the United States Supreme Court said that abortion was a right and that unborn babies could be aborted. Uh, now, for the first time in my adult life, that is no longer the law, and the decision-making is back to the policymakers at the state level, which is where it always should have been. And to have the privilege, first of all, to work alongside Aaron on, on something that he has been so devoted to for so long. And then secondly, on an issue that has meant so much to me, really for, for all of my adult life, um, it is a great privilege and I'm honored to be asked to be a part of it. 
Well, that's all the questions I have for y'all. Do you have any last comments that y'all want to say? Well, we're, we're just really looking forward to, to having this case filed in, in court and uh, being able to defend the right to life here in Mississippi. And we really admire and thank our clients for having the courage to go forward with this. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate both of you being here today. Thanks, thank you for the opportunity. Great to see both of you.